our deepest fears that we are powerful beyond measure. I will live every day as if there were a microphone tucked under my tongue. It's great to get in the game, but don't get in the game until you understand the rules till you're an insider. Your life changes when you begin having a different conversation in your head. What we need to do in radically deep problems is propose radically visionary solutions. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Greetings, everyone. My name is Julie Masters, and you are listening to another episode of Inside Influence, in which I delve into the minds of some of the world's most fascinating influencers or experts in influence to get to the bottom of what it really takes to own your voice and then amplify it to drive an industry, a conversation, a movement or a nation. Now, as the Inside Influence team and I take a short break to refuel our collective batteries over summer or winter, depending on where you are in the world, we've got you covered. For the month of August, we will be releasing a weekly power cut of our favorite and your favorite podcast episodes. These will be a short powerhouse version containing some of our favorite moments and our favorite guests from the podcast, all to keep you fueled and showing up at the next level. Our second Power Cut episode is with Brendan Kane. Brendan is a digital strategist for Fortune 500 corporations all across the world, not to mention leading celebrities. He is the former vice president of digital for Paramount Pictures, and his current client list reads like a who's who, including Taylor Swift, Rihanna, Charles Barkley, Adriana Lima, and brands including Disney, Fox, NBC, Netflix, Xbox, and LinkedIn. He is also the best-selling author of two epic books. The first one, One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days. And his second and most recent, Hook Point, How to Stand Out in a Three-Second World. In this episode, you're going to hear us diving into the power of the three-second rule when it comes to standing out online or on social media, plus exactly what those three seconds needs to contain. A peek behind the curtain into his own viral content engineering process. This one is huge. It is basically a blueprint that to date has generated his clients over 100 million followers and 50 billion views. And the keys to getting consistent with your content without burning out. If you enjoyed this Power Cut episode and want to jump into our full conversation, and believe me, it's so worth doing. There was more information than we could ever squeeze into a Power Cut here then jump onto my website, juliemasters.com. It's episode 134 or tune in at any of your favorite podcast places. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy my power cut conversation with the master content creator himself, Brendan Kane. We have a viral content engineering process that we've developed over six years uh, that represented how we generated 50 billion views and over 100 million followers. And the core fundamental starting point is research. Now, the, ama- the amazing thing is when we come to creativity, we're throwing out millions of data points. But if, and these data points are readily available for free. But if you look at science, they're using, like if you're developing a new cure, or a new vitamin supplement, you're leveraging centuries of data to inform that. But when it comes to creativity, we throw it out the door. We want to be completely unique. We want to be completely different. But it just, it doesn't work that way in a world where, again, you're competing against billions and billions of messages. So what we always fundamentally do 
and crafting a hook point or having success um, with social media is research. So we will do in-depth research of identifying the content formats that are working and the ones that are not working. We want the performance drivers on both ends of the spectrum. And one of the big things that we do is we break the mold of looking at just competitors because oftentimes your com- direct competitors will tell you not what will tell you not to do something, not what to do. Um, but we want to take that into consideration. But you really have to understand how things are fundamentally working before you can dive into it. So once we have that research done, we just understand what's working, what's not working. Then we use that research to set hypotheses. Okay, this is something that we believe can work for our brand based upon what this content creator or this content format is doing. Then once we have the hypothesis set, then we can start generating the ideas. Now, typically people are just jumping to the ideas. Like the idea is, the ideation is the third part of the process. We want to have a well-vetted research and hypotheses before we generate ideas. And then off of those ideas, we'll often rank them from the best idea to the worst idea. We'll come up with as many ideas as we can. And then another fundamental aspect of the process is we're doing single production. We're not creating a huge content calendar and planning out our calendar for the next you know, six months or even the next 30 days. We're producing one piece of content with one idea to prove or disprove the hypothesis that we just found. So that's the fundamentals of of our viral content engineering process. It's pretty in-depth. Typically, it takes us over 20 hours to to train people in just the fundamentals of it, and then it takes months to get get good at. But when we talk about grabbing attention, oftentimes we're looking at the nuance of the first three seconds. You know, so if we're talking about like Instagram or a TikTok or a Facebook, what happens in that first three seconds? Down to the, the pacing down to are we using text what is the what is the visual hierarchy because oftentimes people make the mistake of they'll have a meme card or text then they have somebody talking at the same time and they're moving so it's like there's so much overwhelm that the person just scrolls past so like visual hierarchy is super critically important in those first few seconds when we talk about youtube we're looking at the thumbnail and headline you know, because most of the traffic is generated off suggested video, not off of search. So again, in, in a thumbnail or headline, if you want to look at a master of this, look at Mr. Beast. You know, he's quickly becoming the most popular YouTuber out there. You know, he is a master of the hook in terms of the thumbnail and headline. But I want to to say something. We're not talking about clickbait here because algorithms and people have become too smart for that. That's where you have to hold the attention of the audience because if you don't hold the attention, people are leaving, the algorithms catch on to that, and your content's automatically going to fall flat. So yes, we want to put a lot of intent into those first few seconds, but it has to correlate to the story we're telling. So to give you an example of like a video, a video that we did, um, or a few videos, uh, we found uh, there was an old adage of... Um, don't sweat the small stuff. So we found an inspirational or motivational video that we reacted to and we said, sweat the small stuff. So we subverted expectations to that. Another one that we subverted expectation was the, in big caps, it said, warning, safety is dangerous. 
And then we broke down the video of why oftentimes playing it too safe doesn't lead to the ultimate success or outcome that you're looking for. There's, there's so many things in there. I just want to draw an underline on. So the first one that I took there was not crowding it out, not, you know, infobesity throwing 101 things out. They're picking one piece of content, one hypothesis, testing it and testing it from a variety of different, different angles and refining it. So that was, that was the first one that I got there. And I think that many of us are guilty of just like spray and pray, just chuck it out there, see what happens. So picking one and going like doing less and obsessing number one, um, Number two, that you mentioned headlines and the importance of headlines. And I know you would have tested, as you've said, like hundreds of thousands of different headlines. I just want to go down in that for a second. Is there anything that you have noticed about headlines that somebody could pick up and apply today in terms of, right, I'm going to shift the way that I use headlines? Yes. I first want to say headlines are not required. They are a tool. They don't dictate just because you use a headline doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And just because you don't use a headline doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. But we like to, you have to set the expectation for the viewer of what they're going to get with the video. And it has to be a valuable value or substance. So where typically people are going wrong with this is they're saying the same thing in the same way as everybody else. So for example, if we're going to do a video on meditation, you type meditation into Google, you're going to get 10 billion results. It's been around for thousands of years. So if you're going to use a headline that says, um, you know, meditation is the key to stillness or meditation is the key to uh, being content or, or the, is a tool for anxiety, the minute I see that, I automatically know what the content's about, even if you have a different perspective. It's, it's, you're saying the same thing as everybody else. So it's like, why do I need to sit here and watch this when I've already know that? So again, um, and I'm not saying you use this all the time, but subverting expectations can be a tool. We don't use it all the time, but we've been successful with it. Uh, so, you know, uh, an example of taking that is you could have like a headline that says meditation is a scam. And that that's a different perspective. And again, I don't want to mislead people. So I wouldn't want to start the video by saying, have you ever felt like meditation just doesn't work for you? Like you, people tell you, you got to sit down and clear your mind. But every time you sit down, your mind is racing. It almost feels like it's a scam. Well, if that's you, I, I'm the same. When I first started meditating, I thought I was doing it wrong or people were just making this stuff up until I met the Zen Buddhist monk who taught me these three principles that I want to share with you today. So again, I, I just want to stress that I'm using a hook, a way to grab the attention, but I'm meeting the expectation of that. Um, another example, a great example, there's a, a YouTuber, Graham Stephan, who's exploded. He teaches finances to millennials. He's got, I think, over 3.5 million subscribers on YouTube. Uh, and I think his, at one point, I think it still is today, but I could could be corrected. His most popular video was how he bought a Tesla for $78. And that is a powerful hook. But what I want you to do is I want you to first look at the thumbnail and headline. So looking at it from a hook perspective, but then pay attention to how he's telling the story. Because he uses a tool that most YouTubers call the Jenga effect. We all know the outcome of Jenga. The blocks are going to fall over. We just don't know when the blocks are going to fall over. So with each block that is pulled out, the tension builds. So that's how they tell stories. So if you watch that Graham Stephan video, he doesn't tell you how exactly he bought the Tesla for $78 in terms of the math of it until like eight minutes into the video. 
but that doesn't mean he's filling it, filling it with fluff. You know, he is, he's telling a great story about why he came up with the idea, the process of figuring it out and that, but what he's doing, he's building retention of the audience. And there's a lot of misinformation about the algorithms. People, one of the biggest myths is they say, well, the algorithms are suppressing my reach so I can pay for it. That's simply not true because if that was true, nobody would ever go viral. The algorithms have one goal and one goal only, and that is to hold people on the platform longer because the longer they stay on the platform, the more ads they can serve. So what they're going to do is they're going to favor content creators that do just that, hold attention for as long as possible. So that's where Graham Stephan's video really took off because it has more views than subscribers. Now, how does that happen? Well, it happens because YouTube is seeing, wow, people are watching this for eight, nine, 10 minutes. I want to serve this video to as many people as possible as long as those metrics hold up. So I'll give you another example. TikTok is the hottest platform. Everybody's talking about TikTok. So I have a friend that just hit 20 million followers and I was interviewing him for a new magazine that we're launching. And we broke down his most viewed video, which is 90 million views and uh, an average video that's like 5 million views. Now again, TikTok is short form content. So we are just talking about YouTube, YouTube long form, TikTok short form. The, the average um, retention rate, or not rate, but the average time that somebody watched the 90 million views was uh, video was 27 seconds. The average time people spent watching the, the, the 5 million view video was 21 seconds. So we're talking about a six second differential that represented 85 million views. That's the world that we live in because again, the algorithms have billions of pieces of content to choose from. So these elements of fractions of a second, especially in the first few seconds, and then the retention graph, that's where it becomes critically important. So it's like where most people are going is they're going in the frequency game and just putting out as much content as possible which can work if your format is dialed in. But if it's not, essentially you keep training the algorithms that you're not a great content creator. You're not holding attention. So why am I going to give you all this reach, even if you have a bunch of followers? And it's, and it's kind of interesting because a friend of mine just did a million subscribers on YouTube in like two weeks or something. It was a very short period of time. And he keeps preaching, and I and I talked to him about this. He's he's preaching to people, post every single day. That's how you see massive growth because he used YouTube Shorts to do this. But this is a guy whose format is dialed in. He is a great content creator. And if you actually dive into the data, it's three videos that drove all those subscribers. The rest of them are underperforming. So that's where, um, again, where social media is. It's it's not easy, but it's simple. You grab attention and hold attention and you'll have success. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have seized hold of at least one tool, idea or mindset that will help you start raising your own level of influence. Now, for those of you who want to take the next step in your journey or would just love a roadmap to becoming the most influential voice, idea or brand in your space, then I have good news. 
You can now download the latest updated version of my ebook, The Influencer Code, from my website, juliemasters.com. Also, there's a link in the show notes. Just pop in your email address, and I promise I will not spam you, but it is jam-packed full of ideas, tools, and case studies that I have come across in my now 20-plus years of doing this work, not to mention the seven areas and seven core questions that I have found to be hands-down the most valuable when it comes to immediately lifting your ability to make an impact. Download it, keep it, share it, juice it for all it is worth. I hope it makes a massive difference in both your career and your business. Thank you always to my co-founder and the main brain behind this podcast, Lauren Kelly. You kick my butt in all the right ways. Thank you for making it happen. And if you did enjoy the show, then we would love you to share this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, whatever your platform of choice happens to be. And don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode.